Hi, Teamsters. I'm Carrie Ann. And I'm Allison, and this is Podcast Without an Audience. Where two friends pick two topics and find intersections. Or not. Welcome back. Welcome back, you guys. It's been so fucking long. We've missed you. We've missed each other. I know. <laughs> God, sitting across this giant bed from you with a white cat. I know. I just want to like reach out and nuzzling. hold your hand. Yeah. Well, yeah. and you had also said you were, so Dolly was like getting settled. We were like getting ready to press start. And you were like, did you know that dino, not dinosaurs? My very favorite thing is my, did you know? Did you know? <laughs> did you know that dragons were inspired by cats? Because mm-hmm. cats and dragons have very similar characteristics. This is called The History of Dragons by Carrie Ann. <laughs> <laughs> So as we were talking, I was remembering my 2010 class in medieval literature. Medieval literature. (laughs) Where we were talking about dragons and how cats will like go and find the most expensive thing in the space and lay on top of it, especially if it's rectangular. And how dragons do the very same thing with gold. Like they just go and curl up around it and they're a symbol Mm -hmm. of greed and like, you know. That's interesting though because that that assumes that the most expensive things in this age are rectangular. And I'd be curious to know. Well, I think That's cats true. are like just particularly drawn to small spaces like squares, yeah. rectangles and circles. Mhm. Okay. So like that defined space is what draws cats to it, but for dragons it's the wealth. So that's all I've got for you. I really had very little else. <laughs> okay, wait. I'm trying to think back to like college algebra <laughs> or any math class ever. Are so is it that squares are trying or squares are rectangles or rectangles are squares? So all no, rectangles all, are squares, but not all squares are rectangles. It makes no fucking sense at all. It's fine. Don't. The more wine you have, the more sense it makes. I don't know about that. We've been. You should here have for another m- glass of wine. <laughs> <and see. laughs> yes. So we popped the bottle off a uh, off. I was going to say off camera. Um, that too. Off yes, air. off air. I think. Yeah, we we're you know we're we're way into like the champagne and rosé now. Yeah, it's 9 p.m. on a Wednesday, you guys. Do you know what that does to somebody in corporate America? It crushes you. People who are in their 30s in corporate America. I'm exhausted. I'm 31. I'm going to bed so soon. And I cannot wait. (laughs) You're about to be 31. And you know, a year ago, we started this whole process. Oh, my goodness. It was almost a year. It was over a year ago. It was a year. Yeah. Yeah, we We were sitting on my couch. We we drew our tarot cards. Yes. We sat there and thought about how amazing it would be to have a podcast with our best friends. I know. It's all still true. So we will be moving into kind of an announcement towards the end, but I think we're going to continue to kind of recap on things that we've missed before then, before, you know, we kind of get to the, to the, the big big reveal part. But since we last recorded... Since, oh, the week of thanks, of Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, we Christmas. Um, yeah. I, I got married. Congratulations. Thank you so much. 
Uh, were you the one in the white dress? That was me. I was the one Thank in the like rose colored dress. You I don't looked know if good. You no, Thank I you. did. I did. You had some. You repeated outfits with a couple other people, which is embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Okay, but you know, at but least it, was it was on purpose. Yeah. Thank you so much for being in my bridal party. I wouldn't have missed it for anything. It in the was whole world. a blasty blast. Five sure. Um. Yeah. Like they really. It really does. It's a thing. Like the whole thing is like a like a blur. Can we go back in time, okay. if you will? Let's go back. Let's live in that time. And you've had two bachelorette parties. Yes. So the very first one was in August, September, August. Okay. September? I believe you. I totally believe you. I don't know what it was. <laughs> it was at the most incredible lake house yes. that I have ever been to. Yes. There was a pool there and was a, gra- a graveyard <laughs> with the pool. Shout out to our roots, though. Like, yeah. a graveyard for us is huge. I know. And shout out to Malpal. Shout out to Malpal. Oh, my God, you had the most incredible bridal party of any wedding I've ever been in. I. I you have amazing friends. I, I'm like just so enamored with lucky. them. I feel, I feel pretty good about it. Yeah, yeah, they were all phenomenal. Um, but then we had your murder mystery night. Okay, so I had the, the so the 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 second um, event was because it was like two days before the wedding and everybody was like getting together. Yeah, so your bridal party was basically scattered across the world because mm-hmm. at least one person who was in london was unable to make it back yes but was dj like, dilly p this one's for <laughs> you oh god i miss you dilly p miss you so much but their spouse their spouse was there yes present and accounted for their spouse was my husband oh in the in, in the murder mystery right, night yeah right yeah and the they're in and and austin or boston excuse me <clears throat> boston <laughs> was uh our officiant yeah and he and did, did a, a damn good job, job right it was beautiful i so, cried okay so everybody cried and the funniest and we're getting off rails but i don't give a i shit. mean that's Whatever. what we do so during the rehearsal yes we get to so first of all i'm an hour late for the rehearsal because i have been my aunt was like listen i have already booked an iv service that's going to come to my hotel room and give me an IV. Do you, would you like to attend? And I was like, yeah. So I get hooked into this IV and then find out that this whole process is going to take over an hour. Oh yeah, to for do. sure. And I had no idea, but I was already too far in. So it was an hour late to my own rehearsal. So then the rehearsal starts and Austin starts, uh, Austin did, did oh, shit. Boston. Boston. Boston, Austin. We all know who we're talking about at this point. What is is a podcast? (laughs) So Boston starts doing his his thing and Ray starts crying. Yes, he does. And Ray is also the most gorgeous man in the whole world, even when he cries. His crying face is is almost, it's like you've been holding your breath and then you like finally like get to breathe. And then it's like that burst of. It's like that moment when you've been so hungry for so long and then you eat Taco Bell and it just (laughs) like hits your soul and you're just like unable to control it it's cute it was so perfect it was really beautiful but like austin like literally like ray is kind of like weeping a little bit and austin's like 
what do I do? Like, do I keep going? And I was like, just keep going. Yeah, we just keep going. And that was, I think, was the best learning experience. That's why you have rehearsals. So that Amen. you know. Yeah. That your husband's going to cry. Yeah. And that's fine. And we love it. And it was beautiful. Oh, we super duper love it. Like the best part of your wedding was Ray crying. I have heard that everybody was very emotional during the experience. I was very emotional. I cried. I was too. I had a handkerchief. I did not. I just like sobbed Sobbed into into your hair. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And like we have, so Ray owns uh, his own like video production company and videography company. And so we had the best people filming the wedding. And so we've like been able to go through the footage and like the way that they had you guys walk in was not the way that we had planned them to walk in. Like we had you guys walking in like a much shorter distance, but they had you walk, walk in from where I was way. the whole way. So it was like an hour and a half to get everybody down the aisle, which is, it's fine. It's you know, that was the, that was fine. Walking back up the aisle after the wedding, I walked up with a man on either side of me. And I, I was like, this that. is the closest I've ever been to men <laughs> in my whole life. I know when you have yes they were phenomenal though like they were super fucking sweet yeah and I just really enjoyed them when everybody was walking back up I was like you don't need to link arms like you're not they don't need you to escort them oh I was strutting my stuff to be escorted oh I know I mean you had two I did and I was big pimping (laughs) can we say that I think I don't know is it the 90s I don't know is it 2010 2022 same thing same thing same thing um but it was a whole big event and but back so the we got off on this tangent but the thing that we were us on a tangent what what (laughs) me (laughs) um was the the murder mystery party oh right right okay so okay the so okay so the murder mystery party is announced. Everybody's like given their character. It's like a whole big thing. Everyone's super excited. And my sister was like, okay, so I'm going to give you a character that's going to have, that's going to be interesting, but doesn't have like a lot of responsibility. Yeah. So I was like, great. I mean, that's great. Cause I just want to like hang out with my friends, whatever. So what that ended up translating to is that I had no part of like the actual murder mystery story, mm-hmm. but I had like a fun character. <laughs> And so I had no idea what was happening. But you had a pet monkey, and that counts for something. I had a pet monkey. You did. It was I bought so your weird. pet monkey just Thank for you. you. You're welcome. I had a stuffed monkey that I like carried around. Where is Marcel? Do we still have Marcel? Oh, I know. It was like a full Ross Geller moment. It was definitely a Ross Geller moment. It, she, the, the monkey is somewhere in this apartment. Oh, I'm so glad. Okay, I was I really worried that the monkey had gotten lost. No, no, no. The okay. monkey is... No. But, um, so, like, the only thing I could, like, think of, like, I had to come up with, like, a tagline or something. And, like, my character was supposed to be, like, 13 or something. So, I just, like, started saying, like, hello, I'm so small. I'm so small. I'm so small. Hello. Yeah, I had, like, three people confess their undying love to me during that murder mystery party. And that was really exciting. They were all men. So, that was weird. There were so many things happening behind the scenes that i had no idea yeah i feel like uh it was phenomenal and we had so much fun i also would have loved for you to have a more active role just because (laughs) i feel like you missed a few things i missed so much but it was still so fun well and it was in this beautiful airbnb in greensboro and like we rented the whole thing out they didn't even rent out rooms that night like it was just us Mm -hmm. which was 
amazing. Yeah. It was beautiful. It was so We fun. couldn't have asked for anything better. No, we couldn't. It was amazing. You were so small. I'm so small. So my favorite part of this was leading up to it, we knew we needed a piece of priceless art. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I was thinking, like, what would be a piece of priceless art? So this was like a 1950s murder mystery thing. And I went to a few thrift shops, like, looking for something. And I couldn't find anything that just stood out to me as priceless art. So I thought about you mm-hmm. because you're my best friend in the whole world. And I was like, what would be priceless to Allie? And the answer is a Rocky Horror Picture Show compilation of folks with all of our faces cropped onto the actual characters. That's exactly right, Karian. So that's what we did. So it's funny because they had this this photo photoshopped. Yes. Yeah, so actual Angel Ashley did a phenomenal job. Oh my Shout gosh. Out. I cannot begin to thank actual Angel Ashley for doing this. So good, in fact, that I was shown the painting, saw it, registered it in my brain. And in my brain, I was like, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Walked away, did not register that those were our faces on the faces of the characters. But like, you are, I am literally Frankenfurter. You are literally Frankenfurter. I had to go through your Instagram like five different times to find a photo of you. That Which photo Frank- did you use? I'll show you later. Okay. Um, but it took me a minute. I and then I texted each person a picture of their character. And I was like, will you make this exact face and send it to me? I love it. That's why it was so uncanny. Yeah, I know. It was absolutely ridiculous. We'll so, post it on the Instagram. Yeah. You were Frankenfurter. I was Columbia. Yes. I even did my makeup for Columbia. Like, I was very excited about it. Oh, my God. Yeah. So then Boston, your officiant, looked at the photo and was like, that's my wife. And, or... So then Boston looked at the photo and was like, that's my partner. That's my spouse right that's there. That's my spouse right there. As Rocky, right? No. As Riff Raff. Oh, Dilly P was Riff Raff. Dilly right, P was right. Riff Raff. That's right. That's right. And it was amazing. It looked so good. We'll post it. So, so good. We'll have to post. Do you have the original photos of everybody? Of course okay. I do. Send those to me. We'll include it. And okay. We'll do like okay. a little spipey thing. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know what that's called because I'm not with it or whatever. It, no, for sure. So, um, Jack Wowza, or your dear friend, um, his character was Brad and Brad has glasses. Mm-hmm. So I sent Jack Wowza a text and I was like, hey, can you recreate this picture but with glasses? And he used Snapchat filters and then sent me like multiple glasses Stop. photos. And it was hilarious. He's, he's so funny. He's like, the most animated person. I I know and I love him. It was amazing. I could not have asked for anything better from any of the people in your life. You picked great folks to be part of your bridal party. I love party. it. I'm so proud of them. Everybody is so good at, at their... Anyway, every, I just am so grateful. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway, back to it. Back to it. All right, you guys. So, we've done some recapping, and we are, we've got an announcement. We do have an announcement. So, uh, in the past month, it's been about a month, I think. Yeah, we've taken some time off, you guys. We have, and it's been so good and so healing for both of us. Mm -hmm. And what we realized is that we went into 2021 guns blazing. Like, we were 
on top of shit. We were like, we're going to release new episodes every week, sometimes twice a week. Yes. And we burnt ourselves out a little bit. Guys, podcasts are a lot of work and we have had so much fun. Oh my gosh, so much fun. Through this whole process is that we cannot continue to deliver the quality of content on a weekly basis. Uh, you know, that we think that you guys deserve. And so the plan currently is to continue our break a little bit, get some of our spoons back, yeah. and follow up later, you know, with an answer to, to what we want to do. We don't know that we're going to be able to come back with the capacity that we have been on a, as, on a weekly basis, yeah. but we do think we'll be able to provide some type of content in the future. Which is exactly what we want. Like, we want this to be fun for us. We want this to be fun for you. We want this to not feel like just a book report, but two friends who are really genuinely checking in and having meaningful conversations and talking about things that go beyond just surface level, because that's why we started this. For sure. And yes, absolutely. Like, we don't want to be just another podcast. We want to connect in a way that's different. And I think we've both been really transparent. And I think that's why people have been so responsive to us. Yeah. And so I feel really proud of all of the content that we've created so far. And um, if this is your first time listening (laughs) to this podcast, go back and start from episode one. You've got over 40 episodes to get to know us and love us. So yeah, check um, us out. And we will be back. In some capacity at some point. We're just trying to figure out what that's going to look like going forward. And we love you guys so much. So what we are going to do, we have our, you know, our sister podcast. One of some of the the best things that have come out of this whole process is becoming friends with the folks over at Chick Shit Podcast. It has been absolutely incredible. We did the pod prom with them. Mm -hmm. Uh, You may remember a couple of months ago which was so exciting. They have become some of the most dearest people that we know. Yeah, so great. So LJ and I, we have put in um, an episode of theirs after this so that we can give you guys some weekly content this week and introduce you to something new. And um, their podcast focuses on uh, film and TV and they pick concepts every week and uh, determine some things that they got right and some things they got not, not so, so right. really, really right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love them so much. Yeah. So, you know, check them out. Uh, you know, Chick Ship stay pod. tuned. We are going to be uh, hearing from, you know, of course, our friends that could have been heroes who should, you should absolutely check out also. And then Chick Ship will be on after the break. But we are coming back at some point, you guys. We are just not quite sure when. So thank you so much for all your support so far. We are so grateful. Yep. So if you're out there, wait, this is your part. What do I do? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if you're out there, blink. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, if you support this, blink twice. <laughs> It's yeah, been a while. it's been too long. Oh, we guys, it. we love you guys so much. We will be keeping up with the uh, Instagram as much as possible. So we will get all of your messages, send them on through. Still monitoring the Instagram. Absolutely. Um, we have already let our patrons patrons know um, they got a heads, you know, a little, a little ahead of the game, up. little heads up. Um, but thank you guys always. If you support us, blink twice. And if you're out there, keep listening. Do you like stories, fairy tales, adventure, 
happy, sad, scary things. Do you like fantasy gaming or just enjoy some good collaborative tale telling? Then do we have the podcast for you. Come travel with us in the lands of Un on Could Have Been Heroes podcast. Could Have Been Heroes is an actual play podcast where six old friends adventure as six total strangers who, after missing their shots at destiny, now get a second chance to make a mess of everything. Tumble down to Faritol, a world cast in the spirit of Wonderland and Oz, but with more murder, blood, and swears. Set in a unique and developing RPG that filters fantasy, horror, pop culture, and other wonderful nonsense through the brains of a bunch of weirdos making their dream game. You can catch Could Have Been Heroes on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Ladies, this is our time, and it's time to unburden ourselves of unrealistic expectations, including our own. The veneer we see in the media is often not just false, it's unhealthy. And frankly, some of it is just total bullshit. This is Chick Shit, a podcast that goes far beyond tropes, bringing you gritty realness about real-life experiences of today's woman. LJ and I break it down, right here, right now. Welcome to Chick Shit. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of your favorite weekly podcast. We still haven't figured out why I pronounce it like that, but I'm not going to stop now. Chick Shit with LJ and Di, new podcast every Wednesday, where we will pick out a topic that women, and let's face it, probably a lot of other people deal with. We pick out a media source that covers that topic and we talk about what the media source got really, really, really right and what they got not so really, really, really right. As always, I pick the drinks, Di picks the topics. Di, what are we talking about? We are talking about strip clubs. And the media source that we're using to break down this topic is Magic Mike. Another woo-woo. We could have went with Hustlers, but we went Magic Mike. So this is Ooh. where we're at. I know. You, listen, you get J-Lo or you get Matthew McConaughey. Like, I mean, both are J-Lo. Great. I mean, yeah. But we didn't. We went Magic Mike. So what are I we I didn't even get? think about Hustlers. I made, <laughs> I made Christy with a K watch Hustlers. <laughs> <laughs> and both of us, when J-Lo was doing her whole routine, oh were like, God. oh, my oh God. Oh, my God, J-Lo. <laughs> Oh my god. What oh, are we drinking to go along with Magic Mike? We are having a cherry vanilla Coke Zero because I would like to zero in on Channing Tatum and eat a cherry off him. The <laughs> 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 holiday season has really wiped me out, so there's how I'm going to match this drink up. And it is delightful. I still can't find the the orange vanilla Coke Zero. When are we getting sponsored by Coke Zero? I'm not sure because I'm drinking one as well. I'm drinking the the classic though. I had a classic in my hand and then I saw one cherry vanilla and I thought I could eat a cherry, a cherry off Channing Tatum. That's what I'm taking down. Yes. <laughs> oh Let's... my goodness. Okay. Channing Tatum does zero for me. So it's not his face. It's his actual dance moves. Yeah, I get that. I can get that. Like if I was I walking down it. the street and passed him, I would be like, eh, whatever. Y- yeah. 
But if he then started dancing, I would be like, mm, hello, sir. I mean, I get that. Uh, he was. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Like, and he can dance in real life. And yeah. he was also like super open that he was like, we don't look like this year round. The amount of like dieting and exercise and limiting that goes into looking like depletion. that for this movie. Yeah. Excuse me. Coxie burp. He like he was very open. He was like at the rap party. Literally, we got everyone's favorite foods in large quantities and all ate until we were sick because we had been limiting ourselves for so long for this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I went on some more dates this week. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Who uh-huh, did you uh-huh. go with? And how many? One per day? No. <laughs> So I went out with a friend of a friend on Tuesday and we really like him and okay. he survived trivia with me and Jack oh, and two of our damn. other outgoing friends. Like first me, I was like, do you want to go do trivia and tacos? And he was like, sure. And then I put him at a table with four of the loudest, most outgoing inappropriate people ever and, and he was stood like up? good luck he's a little shy i was a little worried at first that like we broke him and that he was like that's a These lot people- that's yeah a, that's a tall order to put that's on. a lot i'm i'm a lot alone but when you get me and jack together it's a lot a lot mm-hmm. um but it turns out he, we didn't break him and uh we may hang out again we like him he's adorable a uh, little salt and pepper, little little salt and pepper oh, in the beer. I love a salt and pepper. I love a salt and pepper too. And then Thursday, I went and got drinks with an ER doctor. Oh damn, doc in the house. Yibbly. At this point, so chickadees, you don't know this, but for a few months, I was dating one person, and I put a lot of emotional. Uh, I invested a lot emotionally into it, and it did not end well. And so now we're going quantity over quality and I'm just going to meet new people and see what happens. Not saying that these two that you've met sounds no, like no, 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 so no, no, good no. quality. No. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying like for a long time, I've been very like, look for reasons to say no. Yeah. Because of my self-esteem issues and my whatever but now I'm just saying yes. I am like Shonda Rhimes. This is the year of yes. I'm just, we're saying yes. We're seeing what's happened. And like other it. than the one guy who talked about dictators and reeked of cigarette smoke, everyone has been a wonderfully beautiful human being. There are a couple gentlemen that I do hope I get to see again. Salt and pepper being one. Why do I have to do that every time I say salt and pepper? Salt and pepper. You guys can't see, but I'm like making beard motions all over my face. But yeah, but so my thing is that I like to go for like first meets somewhere that I feel very comfortable. That's a public place. And for me, that has become Common House here in Chattanooga, which is a social club situation. Di, you will be going there when you come visit. I know um, my flight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and also... There's going to be a king size bed down here by the time you get here. Oh, sweet. That decision was just made today. So you can just starfish. 
you can starfish in that guest bed, girl. I just totally lost my trust. Oh, I like to go somewhere safe where I feel comfortable, where I know like I'm not going to get any roofies or flurries in my drink. So that has become common house. And hilariously, the like same bartender has been present for all of these. Some of them behind the bar, some of them just sitting at the bar beside me. And like they end and he's like, all right, what did we like about this one? What did we hate about this one? Are we seeing like he's so invested? We made up a safe word so that. Oh, that's actually, I mean, legit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, safe words, banana. Okay. If you hear me say banana and he was like, I'll pull you over here. I'll tell you, I have to talk to you. Meanwhile, someone else is going to be escorting him out. Oh, and I'm like, yes. Oh, that's so fun. They're (laughs) they're very invested. And I like that a lot. That's great. Well, and that's part of the reason I love it, because it's like this cute little staff. And for people, Common House, I can't recommend it enough. They have one in Charlottesville and one in Richmond. And if you're a member at one, you can use all three. It is, they find old historic buildings and they do adaptive reuse projects. So they try to keep as much of the original architecture and stuff like that as possible. So in Chattanooga's case, it was a very old YMCA building. And we're talking YMCA, like railroad days when only young white Christian men could enter And this guy has owned it for a long time and he was refusing to sell it because he didn't want somebody to knock it over and just build condos. And so he held on to it and held on to it and held on to it. And then finally like teamed up with common house. So they've maintained like as much of the original architecture and structure and vibe of the building as they can while also incorporating usable spaces. Mm -hmm. So like in the gym, you can still see the tiling from the indoor pool and like the signs that say like no diving and five foot and that kind of stuff. Their big event space, Ruby hall is literally the gymnasium, like old wood floor gymnasium smell with a walking track around the top. We have a couple bars. We have a restaurant. We have a pool. We have steam rooms in our locker rooms. Damn. See, that's their pastry chef built a gingerbread house. Their pastry chef built a gingerbread house to scale of the whole building. Like I'm done. Um, I want to use the steamer, so that'll happen. Cool. We can go and work out. Okay. Anywho, that is my first date spot. And so if you're ever on a date with me and we go there, you are being judged by the entire staff. They are fully invested in my love life. You've been warned. Um, so you're saying a strip club is not the first place you'd go on a first date not a first date second or third maybe first date i gotta make sure you're not a murderer you know the important stuff by day mike makes ends meet any way he can handyman jobs detailing cars and or designing furniture but nighttime is when mike really gets to display his many talents he's the hot headliner and an all-male review mike sees potential in a 19 year old that he dubs the kid he takes the teen under his wing and instructs him and instructs him on the tricks of the trade. However, Mike learns there's a downside to the stripper lifestyle when it threatens his romance with kid sister. That's actually not completely accurate, but you know, I pulled these off Google, so seems seems all right. <laughs> 
So Mike is Channing Tate is played by Channing Tatum. He has big plans for a business of his own, but he until he can have his own furniture business, he plays he pays uh, his bills through a lot of odd jobs, including construction um, and um, a mobile detailing company mobile detailing. for cars. Yes. But the one that everybody knows that he's um, he's a part of is being a stripper at Exquisite Strip Club in Tampa. It's a strip club that's owned by Dallas, played by M- Matthew McConaughey, who has dreams of creating an empire of strip clubs. The law says that you cannot touch, but I see a lot of lawbreakers in here tonight and not a single policeman. <laughs> Thank you. I think I could have played that part minus the requirements for abs. Oh my! I could have found one of those like kitschy t-shirts that has abs spray painted on though, and really yeah. worked it. I think that would have worked just fine. <laughs> yeah, it'd have been good. I'd have delivered it. In general, I wonder if um, strippers work a series of jobs or if they like just work um just which they can work a lot of hours their main gigs at strip clubs uh that i don't know i mean you always hear about like cardi b stripped her way to paying for her first album recording like invested back in herself Mm -hmm. like you hear about people using that to like pay for their school whatever um but it's also like insanely hard Right. I like mean, you can't just be like, I'm going to go up on stage and take my clothes off. Like these people are fucking holding their whole body weight with one arm on a pole and like doing all kinds of wild shit. And like, well, and there's, there's so much of applause. There's so much upkeep too. So the first thing is that like strippers are contractors. So they have to, if you think of it kind of, Matt and I were talking about this, but if you think of it like um, how a barber or uh, a cosmetologist rents out a chair in a salon, strippers rent out fees or or um, club fees that they have to pay to, to have time at a club on a particular night. And then in addition to that, they also have to pay, give cuts to the DJs, to doorman, and to Mm -hmm. managers so like sure but you know it's you think like oh they're gonna be like straight balling all the time just depends on how many people are showing up that night Mm -hmm. or time like what shift you get obviously the day shift doesn't bring in as many people as like night shifts do and then in addition to be, be or because they're contractors they actually don't have rights to minimum wage or overtime. And so they're not guaranteed any sort of paycheck for for whatever. They also can't sue for sexual harassment or discrimination or form a union. Um, and that's that's would be, I feel like, really tough to try to monitor too and like actually have a whole a held case for sexual harassment or discrimination. It's like it's there's so many things going on in a strip club all at once there's so many different people there's so many different stages um at least at the ones that i've been to like it'd be hard mm-hmm. to kind of like monitor all that at once but i i have seen like people don't take bullshit from anybody like there mm-hmm. there are some like very clear like you're out of here 
lines that get that can get crossed like if if one of the performers tells the you know the bouncer or whoever yeah like, this person's got to go they don't take that shit lightly correct um have you ever been to an all-male strip club or have you only been to female strip clubs I have not been to an all male strip club. I've only been to female strip clubs and I kind of want to get into what the differences are. And I know I can speak like on behalf of like what the women's strip clubs are like. Have you been to both or just one? Mm -hmm. I have. Been to both. So I what's have. the biggest difference you think? Dicks. <laughs> so many dicks. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, uh, not to say the obvious, but no, I mean, it's just. Uh, it's just so many penises. <laughs> I literally saw the the largest genitalia I've ever seen in my entire life and was like, it, uh, like, I was horrified. Like, there was no like, ooh, it was like, oh, my God. Oh, like that man is not okay. His proportions are wrong. And one of the other strippers that wasn't on stage walked by and went, that's the second biggest dick in the place. And I was like, what? Oh my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so like, what's, um, what's the environment like though? So like, okay. Women's like, um, all women's strip clubs. Do so you go, so I've been to several, um, I've been to like the Mecca in Vegas, which I kind of mm -hmm. want to go to one in Miami too. I haven't been to one in one in Miami, but like mm -hmm. you've got multiple stages. One. There's like main stage. There's like side stages. Some strip clubs have poles. I've been to ones where they don't have poles at all, which mm -hmm. is kind of like less exciting for me to be quite honest with you. Well, it's kind of exciting to see people like the athletic ability that some of these Correct. people have. Like, yeah. Yes, girl. Well, and it's just like, if you don't have a pole, there's not. What are you doing? What do you, What's going on? And it's just kind of like going around the stage. You know, I feel like it like limits their ability. Um, and then you can pay for dances. Usually those are like in a private space. And then there's also like, mm -hmm. you know, champagne rooms, which are a thing too. You kind of rent those by the hour. But I feel like what I saw in this movie is like there's a lot of choreographed stuff that happens at all men's strip clubs versus at women's strip clubs. So the all men's strip clubs that I've been to um, are predominantly gay strip clubs. That's not saying that all the performers are gay men, uh -huh. but it is they are LGBTQ. They're society members. Clubs. <laughs> um. So they have very strict rules about like no bachelorette parties. Like mm. if you're a female coming in, you need to be respectful. Like this, this is not your space. If you're allowed in, you need Got to it. act appropriately. Um, and I've seen girls get thrown out because they come in and are just absolutely wasty face and like just not acting right. But the ones that I've been to, there's been no poles, but there are guys that literally just flip up into a handstand and do things that I'm like, I don't know, a body could do that. While they're taking their, like, what? They also so, get extremely sweaty. So is it 
Is it like how it is in the movie where you've kind of like, maybe you've got like a group of like a, a song of the nights, a, a group thing. And then like each person has like their individual routines that they've come up with. So the ones that I've been to, there's been no like uh, routines where everybody comes on stage and we're doing a choreographed thing. It's like during off peak hours, there's one person on stage working the whole stage during peak hours. There's one person on this side, one person on this side, one person in the middle, and then they rotate mm-hmm. uh, based on the timing. Women's mm-hmm. clubs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And some people do like come out in some type of themed outfit. Like a lot of people go for the like jeans, low baseball hat, like vibe. Mm-hmm. but some people just come out in sweatpants and are like, here's the penis. So is this, so what we're seeing in this movie kind of sounds more like a production, like, like Thunder it's more Down like Under. a Chippendales situation. Yeah. yeah, yeah Thunder yeah. down Thunder, under yeah, that yeah, kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I haven't been to those either, but that's what it seems like. Like this is more mm-hmm. in line. Cause like what you're describing is very similar to the experience. Now, can Except- you, so many dicks except all the dicks um <laughs> can you get like lap dances uh-huh. like do you pay for it so that's similar do you go to the room do you stay out i've seen but the ones that i've been to i've seen people just do, do things in the main room like lap dances no nope. oh like other things at, wow yeah that's mm-hmm. not a thing at when i mean like as a part of a lap dance at a women's strip club like they can put their breasts in your face just like these guys put their crotch Correct. in your face you know that sort of a thing but like there's no you don't you do not touch back like you do not for the women like you do not grab them unless they like you know allow you to put your hand anywhere it's kind of awkward sometimes because mm-hmm. you're just because you're like, like sitting there i don't know what to do with like, my I hands don't, i don't know what to do with my hands i'm not just put them to... down by your side ricky bobby just, just... <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean i and i think it's all situational and it may be very different with men because of the power dynamic yeah, I would think so. I would think um, so. Yeah. But I've seen some wild shit live and in person. Yeah. Yeah. But 10 out of 10, very entertaining. Would go again. Maybe. Is there one in chat or no? There's one in Atlanta. Oh, mm-hmm. Okay. So Mike meets Adam. Adam is just like this 19-year-old kid. He's a college dropout, and they meet on this construction job. He gets hired off Craigslist. He actually doesn't have any construction skills. He's not really understanding or knowing what he wants to do with his life. He's 19 years old. Nobody at 19 really knows. Um, no. and, and maybe you do, but like, it's, it's rare I that you can, you can say like at 19, I know what's going to happen in my life. Like, so he takes him under his wing and he has them come out to a club as like a promotion kind of a deal. So like they, the strip club has a partnership with a dance club where they can mm-hmm. get into the, get into the dance club, promote the strip club, and then hand out flyers, ask people to go join. This is very common in Vegas. Yep. Um, 
And it's kind of like an easy all-in-one situation where you can get a car, get transportation there, and then like get home safely too. Um, but so they, they have that. And then the kid realizes, like Adam realizes, oh, we're going to a strip club. Got it. And they have a need for the kid to feel, uh, to feel, to fill a space um, of time because one of their dancers, Tarzan, has drank himself shitless and they have to have someone to, to fill the space. So that's when the kid gets up and, you know, pops his cherry of being a stripper there to the tune of Madonna's like a virgin. Correct. But so here's my question on that is how common do you think it is for the performers, male or female to be backstage drinking, doing drugs, like that kind of like this was portrayed as a very like frat house party boy atmosphere. From the few articles that I've read and researched for this episode, it seems pretty common that there that drugs are a very casual thing that happens behind the scenes. Kind of the darker side of things is that being a stripper from one of the girl articles, and we can link this article, but one of the articles I read is like this girl had an addiction issue and like being a stripper fueled kept like continued that addiction because then she'd mm-hmm. get you know she'd she'd work to get the money to get the drugs and then she'd need to get more money to get it was just like this endless cycle mm-hmm. um obviously not all you know i'm not saying the majority even the majority of st- uh, strippers are involved in drugs or anything like that it was just her experience but i would say that it seems to be casual that that's happening in that environment behind the scenes yeah some sort of drugs. Yeah. So I just remember, cause obviously this movie came out a hot minute ago. And I remember when mm-hmm. I first saw it just being like, is that for real? Like, but then in hustlers, you kind of see, well, no, I guess in hustlers, you more see them like drinking when they're like out together. Right. And using right. the, drugs to drug other people but i digress (laughs) and maybe it has to deal with management of a facility too like maybe some people have more no tolerance because they have to keep their business up and running and Mm -hmm. they need to be more cognizant of like you know uh any like getting in trouble and that sort of a thing so yeah it seemed more common that that those things kind of happened but I don't know the extent, obviously. I've never right. been back backstage at a at a strip club from an eyewitness point of view. If you are a performer or you've worked at a strip club, please email us. Yeah. Chickshippod at gmail.com. I know. Let us uh, know what it's like. Like I actually I so with strip clubs too, I feel like there's like such a double um, standard for women going to strip clubs for like bachelorette parties versus Mm -hmm. guys going to strip clubs for just to go. So like some people are concerned about what happens in these environments when they go and like what their partners might be exposed to or experience. That's not a concern I have personally. But I, I get 
some of that fear is probably sometimes in the known and unknown. Like, mm-hmm. so maybe someone has gone to a strip club and they're like, oh, I know what goes on there. Or maybe it's you haven't. And so you have all these thoughts and ideas of like what actually happens at this, the furthest thing from the truth. Right. Would you be comfortable with a partner going to a strip club? Oh, yeah. Now, if I had never been and all I had ever seen was what was in the movies, maybe not. Because mm-hmm. a, lo- a lot of movies portray it as anything goes. Right. But in the real world, that is That's not it. far, far, far from the truth. Right. Right. You are going to watch a performance. That performance happens to have body parts in it. And you're going to have some drinks and have a good time. But I, I have no concern that any lines are going to be crossed. Yeah, I don't either. I, that's not something that bothers me at all. I know I have some friends that it is a concern and I, and I, I can get it. I can get that. where. That Let me ask you this from. though. Do you think that comes from years of people being ashamed of sexuality or thinking that's something that happens at home in the bedroom? Like, it's not appropriate kind of that just carrying through. Whereas if there wasn't such a stigma around sexuality and sex and anything that's even remotely connected to it, would it be that big of a deal at all? I think it, I mean, that's a great point that you're making. And I feel that if we were, not as fucking buttoned up as we are as an American culture specifically. And we were more comfortable. We have this like Puritan society that for some reason we created and it's ridiculous. Cover your shoulders, cover your ankles. So I think, I definitely think if we were more upfront about it, it wouldn't be as taboo and probably would be, you know, more common for people to be accepting of it. Mm -hmm. I think, that definitely contributes to it. And I also think that people who have sometimes fears of infidelity. Mm-hmm. Is that the right word? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That they, that could be fueling some of their concerns. Maybe, you know, that's something they've had trauma with in the past. They've experienced in the past. And so they're like, well, we're, you're going to an environment that's just like oozing with that idea yeah. of it. So I could see people being on that. I think, I think honestly. Yeah. But I think that has less to do with a strip club and more to do with oh, the person. 100%. Yeah. But that doesn't keep someone from being uncomfortable that their partner's going. True. I don't know if men have the same issues with women going to strip clubs as women do. I don't think they do. do because I think it's, it's cute. When a woman goes to a strip club, it's a, it's a funny, cute little, Oh, look at that little girl going to a strip club. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, they, I mean, they kind of bring it up in the movie when Matthew McConaughey is like, they get to come here for one night and their spouses know it and they don't care. And they get to live out their fantasies with us and go home to their husbands and boyfriends. Like, I think it's approached very differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I th- I definitely think it it helps that I have been to a strip club that 
like it just it just helps you know what it is and what it's not i think yeah. it's honestly i'd recommend it like <laughs> just uh, i had one and... of the best cheeseburgers of my life at a strip club in Philadelphia. About, wait wait i don't know about food and i don't know about food and strip clubs that might be a line i'm not ready for <laughs> I crossed it and I have no regrets. Would cross <laughs> it again. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I'm there at all. <laughs> just I'm just I am speaking the truth. Sometimes you have had too many drinks and you need to to rein it in. Up, little sober up. <laughs> and sometimes that happens while you are in a strip club looking at boobies and decisions must be made. <laughs> oh my god. So Adam, the kid, he starts getting more comfortable and more comfortable and more comfortable with this lifestyle of being an exquisite dancer. And he starts getting involved in some of the things that could come along with it. As we were discussing, he starts using drugs. He starts selling drugs. He starts kind of dipping his toe. He starts selling drugs very poorly. Poorly, terribly. Yeah. Not Um, his future. (laughs) No, 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 not going to be king of the South, if you will. But he, meanwhile, Mike is realizing like he's trying to create a business for himself. He wants to sell furniture, but he can't get a loan because it doesn't have a good credit score because he uh, works in an all cash and cash and all the jobs that he does. It's, it's all cash. And so he, he's his, the bank um declines his loan application and so he's like fuck well i guess i have to keep you know stripping to continue to pay these bills well Um, and you see him every time they talk about opening up the new spot in miami telling matthew mcconaughey like i want to hear the words i want equity like i want to be part business owner because i mean he says it himself i don't want to be a 40 year old stripper Right. Like I want more out of life. I want to own something. I want to build something. Yeah. But you know what? If you want to be a 40 year old stripper, go get them. That's what I was going to say. Like, what are some of the misconceptions we have about strippers? They all come from the VH1 reality show, Rock of Love. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> you haven't thought about that in a while, have I have you? I've not thought about that show in a long time. Oh well, there you go. You're welcome. Um, I mean, I think a lot of people think uh, if that girl or guy is on stage taking their clothes off in front of people, they're immoral or they are slutty or they are a million other things. Right. But in reality, they are doing a job to right. make money. To live life. And think about all the upkeep that comes along with being a stripper too. Like that's a lot of maintenance. Hair, nails, waxing, tanning. That's constant. I need a nap hearing that list and that's not even half of it. I do those like to get, you know, we talk about my grooming for trips like that. Mm -hmm. That's, that's like a weekly thing. Nah, I'm good. Nah. <laughs> I hope somebody's into pasty white chubby girls because that's how I'm coming in. Uh, maybe makeup, maybe not. I don't know. I can't. It depends on the day. Uh, as a as a uh, straight woman, uh, having gone to both um, male strip club and a female strip club, which do you prefer? I think it just it depends on who you're with and why you're going. 
Okay. I think it's very situational. If I'm with my, my gay guy friends, we're probably going to go to an all male strip club and have Mm -hmm. a blasty blast. If I am with my straight guys or my girlfriends and it's like a bachelorette situation, we're probably going to go to an all female strip club. If there was a male female strip club available, I would check it out. Because for me, it's not like a, it's not a sexual That's what I was going to ask you. Is it a sexual thing for, Mm-mm. like, do you get anything sexually out of either experience? No, I'm always like super wowed by people's abilities. Mm-hmm. And like what they, like, they're, they're strong. Oh, yeah. Like, these are athletes. Like, I don't oh, think yeah. people realize that. I mean, watching in the movie watching all those guys just keep picking up women like nothing and like throwing them up in the air as if they win and nothing also I mean, as a woman sexy. that was oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah oh yeah. yeah yeah just to be like whew, like you're like you like you wait like i don't think seconds. anyone could do that with me but that's a lie tarzan probably could yeah but that's not my type but also when you think about as a woman you've gone out and worn heels for a night Imagine having to do like choreographed routines in six inch stilettos or swing around on a pole in six inch stilettos. Like these are athletes. I go to have fun and support my local entrepreneurs. I mean, yeah. Everybody's just trying to eat and take care of their family. And now all I can think of is that city high song. Do you you know what I'm talking? You know what I'm talking about? Do you not know what I'm talking about? What would you do if your son was at oh, home? Yeah. Yes. I, yes. Okay. Cut yes. that. But <laughs> do you think though, um, do you know any women who do get uh, sexually turned on at strip clubs? Um, not that have openly told me that. I'm just trying to see if it's like a thing for women to be. Well, no, you know what? No, 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 that's a lie. I can't go into detail on it, but yes. I mean, uh, do you, does it do anything for you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I definitely have that. It it like depends on the moment, but it's definitely like yeah. that awe of like, whoa, the athleticism. And then yeah. like, yeah, it's sexy. It's a sexy environment. Is there an intent to get something sexy out of it? I don't know. I think that's what's interesting is like, what is the intent of going to a strip club? Why are we doing it? What's the purpose? Mm-hmm. I feel like usually when girls go in a group to like an all male strip club, it's just to have fun and laugh mm-hmm. and joke. And, and I don't think it's kind of more sexual nature and depending on the I group, of, like the group size of the guys that go, it's probably mm-hmm. more jokey too, but then like some of it's not. And I think that's okay. No, it's yeah. It's again, as long as you're being respectful of the performers and adhering to any rules that the establishment has, that is very important. And if you, I think if you do have a partner that is concerned, talk about it. What are Mm -hmm. y'all okay with together? What doesn't make you feel comfortable? Like just have those conversations or you know, if you want to go together, blind eye or go together, like YOLO, uh, you know, but I think it is, I think it's that, um, going to see what it is again. But mm-hmm. I mean, I, yeah, I feel like 
It can be both. It can be just for fun mm -hmm. or it can be like some people get things sexually out of it. I don't know if I'd get something sexually out of like an all male strip club though. I was horrified. I like it was like fun and I got jokey. a lot of giggles. I feel like it'd be real some giggly. Of, some of the stuff that I saw, I was like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> Put that away. I feel like it'd be real. The giggly. children. <laughs> Hopefully there aren't any children. No, there weren't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like if, if I saw a guy come up with an elephant thong on. Am I going to find that sexually arousing? No. At, the the at places all. that I've been, that's not that's Some not a thing. It's not like the, I'm coming out in a sailor costume and I'm going to... Yeah. Okay. It's more of like, I'm coming out and like, I just got out of the gym or like, I just came off the street with my jeans uh -huh. and shoes and blah, blah, blah. But, hmm. you know. If somebody came out with like an elephant thong on, I would be hysterically laughing. I could not keep a straight face if that happened. I don't know what I would do. I mean, I would laugh, but I don't know if that would be like the, okay, this is enough. I got to go. Mm -mm. But so Mike and Adam not only strip at the club, they also do little side work for the club to attend parties. So like, you can think of the the typical like is there is there some noise happening in here and like we've got a noise complaint police officer costume turned stripper situation and so mm -hmm. they're at one of these parties well adam has gotten into really poorly selling drugs and <laughs> slips one of these sorority girls in ecstasy her boyfriend gets pissed and calls him out on it Mike and Adam get in a big fight with these sorority guys. They jet out of there and Adam forgets his case that he had $10,000 worth of pills in. Not great. Not ideal. No. Um, as a rule of thumb, maybe keep your, your drug dealing and your, your other jobs separate. Really folk give whatever you're doing, give it a hundred percent, you know, it's <laughs> oh what my dad always told me. <laughs> oh my God. Um, uh, I, yeah. I have not had that experience. I haven't been somewhere where a stripper like came privately. Nor have I. Would you I've like seen, that? I've seen videos of it. No. Nah think so i don't think so so should i, I like cancel be... the fireman <laughs> uh as you hear a knock on your door right now i know i'm like oh oh, oh someone's here uh <laughs> i thought you meant for january i was like yeah probably probably not unless yeah! the K wants it then <laughs> she doesn't <laughs> i would love to see some like Older women having a fucking blast in a strip club. I would love to see that. I think that would fill my heart with a lot of joy. Me too. Because it would just be people like not giving a shit what anyone thought and being exactly. like, this is fun. Let's go. Let's do it. Somebody bring me another Cosmo. Are the bodies of the men at the male strip clubs all like fit and stuff too. 
Um, so as Sweet Jack explained, like some of the different things in the the gay male community as far as like oh. cub, otter, bear, that kind of yeah. stuff. You kind of see all of those represented. Oh, cool. Um, including my personal favorite, the last time I went, there was this super tall, skinny, essentially hairless twink that literally did ballet in a oh. silver, shiny thong. And I was like, yes. Oh my God. I want to Yes, go. yes, yes. That's amazing. He like got down into the splits and I was like, why is no one reacting to this? How they should be. This is impressive. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause like all the, um, I think that's one thing I didn't see is a lot of body diversity and you don't see a ton of so, body diversity. Well, and I, I'm, I'm not, nobody came out like huge belly, like mm. way out of shape, but it yeah. wasn't all there, there were different body styles Yeah. within the realm of what society would accept. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Woof. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's probably another reason that women can be intimidated by the thought mm-hmm. of their partner going to a strip club because it's like the thought of like the types of bodies that exist there. Again, if you haven't been, then you don't know, like really you only see what you see in movies, but there's like that intimidating factor. And then I'm sure some can be like, well, why do you need to go? Why can't you just be happy with me? But that's not what it's about. And it's tough to talk about that, but it's Mm -hmm. not, it's not about you. Just like when we talked about in porn, and watching porn like it's not that you're less than it's not it's just a different it's just a different experience it's not any doesn't say anything about you whatsoever negative Mm-mm. yeah but yeah i mean if christy went with a k once the fireman then i say we do a back porch we have the party lights we can have a hair or we could do a Harry Potter one because we're going to watch Goblet of Fire. <laughs> we're going to have Harry come with this wand on the back porch. <laughs> Will you run that by her and see if she's cool with it? I got to find out if there's a Dumbledore stripper. <laughs> <laughs> we have to get Lady Voldemort. Excuse me, yes! miss. <laughs> oh, Lady Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, 10 so out of 10. Good. 10 out of 10. But I mean, I think set yourself up with a budget when you go to the strip club, too. I can get a little. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) For sure. For sure. Because especially after you've had a couple drinks, you start feeling like Daddy Warbucks. Correct. Just cap yourself. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) When there has to be a stopping point. (laughs) Reel it in there. But I do think we see the kid kind of get drugged down the hole of like I'm invincible yep and like took kind of his role as the king of Tampa very seriously yeah whereas you see Mike like this was supposed to be means to an end right and I don't know that I can do this anymore yeah and he actually decides to I don't know if he actually decides to step away from it 
officially he leaves the the club well there's a magic mic too so that's what no. i was that's what i was saying like, magic mic xxl <laughs> like i don't know that he actually leaves it but he definitely has been like all right let me set some actual goals in some way mm-hmm. so yeah i don't know but him dancing to genuine's pony oh 10 yes. out of 10 10 out of 10 15 out of 10 Channing Tatum doesn't do it for me, but something about that song. It's the dance. And the dancing. Yeah. The dancing. You could pop any head on there. Yeah. Because, like, my type is definitely Joe Manganiello. Oh. Oh. Mine, too. Let's just, like, take a second. Yeah. First of all. The scene where he's standing behind the screen and he takes his pants off and you. Oh just my see god! <laughs> <laughs> Did you wonder, like, was that a prosthetic or? It was for that... sure a prosthetic. But when they cut to the lady who could actually see behind the screen, and she was like, "Oh my!" God. Sophia Vergara, girl, get your girl, girl, yeah, get your girl, go get your girl. <laughs> Good for you, Sofia Vergara, but also good for you, Joe Manganiello. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I think they both won in this. <laughs> they scenario. both did okay. They both did okay. It'll both do in both a pinch. would be great on a stripper stage. Both. Oh, for sure, great. for sure. Yeah. Oh. Oh man. Yeah. But that dance scene. I guess my final question for this episode today is like, would you go with your partner? to a strip club yeah absolutely yeah if they were comfortable yeah some people just aren't comfortable with it and i'm not gonna force yeah. you like dry, i'm not gonna drag you along but like yeah that could be something fun yeah obviously yeah. we already know you would spoiler alert you told us already <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah for show sure. i think show, that's, a, show. that's a important point too though is that like it's not just about whether someone is comfortable or not comfortable with strip clubs as a whole. It's mm-hmm. if they're comfortable going and knowing that their partner is going to be watching them interact with the stripper as well. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I guess that's something I didn't know how I'd feel about, but then eh, yeah. ain't no thing. Yeah, me, I mean, it's not, yeah. But no, it, because it, I think there's is, clear like, boundaries. Well, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, but that's not something that bothers me in particular, but that is something if you are thinking about going to a strip club with your partner, really think about like, am I, what am I okay with actually seeing like them interact? Am I okay with seeing them get a lap dance from someone? Am I okay? You know, mm-hmm. with seeing their gaze on the stripper as they dance, you know? Um, to just kind of think about that and see if that's really right for you to go together because it can be a lot, but I would mm-hmm. say absolutely at least go by yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and if you or go with, with a friend. partner with a friend and like, oh yeah, there, there's some stuff that you are comfortable with and some stuff that you were like, oh, I don't love that. Don't keep that to yourself. Oh yeah. Talk Have the conversation, it. talk about it because. Yeah. If you never say like, hey, I was totally comfortable with this aspect. I did not feel comfortable with this aspect. Then if you go again and you haven't told them that it's just going to fester and build. So communicate. 
communicate, yeah. communicate, communicate. Don't let that pressure cooker go off. No. And you know what? If you don't want the spray, you don't want the spray. <laughs> I'm just saying. But what would you give Magic Mike for strip clubs? I am going to give it a four chick rating. Mm -hmm. I think that it showed some accuracies of like how at like Chippendale and like Thunder from Down Under, you're going to see a ton of bachelorette parties and stuff like that. And there are interactions and it, 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 it's not in situations like that out of this realm to see someone be brought up on stage like that. But I think this movie focused way more on kind of Channing Tatum's life story and his goals and his furniture business and that kind of stuff. than the maintenance that goes into it, the upkeep keep of the body, the, the, the look, the everything like that what it's really like, like, how do you file your taxes at the end of the year? If you've been paid out solely in cash, like how do you build credit? If you're only like, I think there's just a lot of things that weren't explored at all. Yeah. If I wanted someone to understand the, the feeling of a strip club, this would not be the movie that I was like, see, it's fine. Look at this. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I'm going to give it a four out of 10 chicks too. In addition to all the things that you just said, it also doesn't show some of the kind of the most um, common concerns people have with strip clubs. It doesn't tap into that dynamic. In this movie, everybody feels fine about strip clubs. It's not a thing. Even mm -hmm. a sister who would be the antagonist of, of, of Could you imagine? Could you imagine if I walked into a strip club and one of my brothers was on stage? <laughs> Why would you? What, what? I would like vacillate between videoing it and sending it to everyone in the family immediately so that we could all laugh about it or being like, Bleh. oh, <laughs> not because there's anything wrong with it, but because, oh, my God, how have I stumbled into a strip club and why is my brother on stage? On stage? Yeah, I mean, but they don't they don't tap into anybody's uncomfortableness with a strip club. Mm -hmm. It's just all accepting, which is not real. Nope. And people have insecurities about them. They have concerns about them. And like those, that none of that's shown. So like, I agree for all the 10 chicks, 15 out of 10 for the genuine pony dance that happened. Listen, when Jenna Dewan did it on lip sync battle too. Oh, I gotta go watch. All right. Yeah. Okay. Bye, chickadees. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go look up, look this up on YouTube immediately. <laughs> oh my goodness. Can you imagine? I definitely used uh, Matt's computer, not my work com computer, to uh, do my research for this particular well, episode. Not a bad decision. <laughs> not a bad decision. But, dear chickadees, guys, gals, days, thems. Follow us on all the socials at Chick Ship Pod, except Facebook, where we are Chick Stuff Pod, because Zuck sucks. Every Wednesday, new episodes anywhere you get your podcasts. Tell your mom, tell your friends, tell your sisters, tell your brothers. Listen, die, what else do we have? 
If you've got capacity to leave us a written review, please do so uh, wherever you get your podcast, particularly Apple is the one that gets you the doodle. Until next time. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. You've been listening to Chick Shit. We hope this episode has pushed you just enough to lose a little faith in the media's veneer and gain some useful knowledge to help navigate the day-to-day nonsense that we women contend with. For resources and general mischief, follow on Instagram and Twitter at ChickShitPod or get in touch by email at ChickShitPod at gmail.com. To help others find the show, please like and subscribe. And if you know a woman who might appreciate two new friends and a good dose of laughter, please share this podcast. Until next time, keep it real. Thank you for listening to Podcasts Without an Audience. Find us on social media at pod without an odd. You can find us on Instagram or Facebook. Or find us on the web at podcastwithoutanaudience.com. Shoot us an email at podwithoutanaud at gmail.com. Our cover art is created by an actual angel, Ashley Acevedo. Our music is by Zach Smith and Ted Oliver. Editing by Jacob Eason. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and all of our nerdy content. Please consider leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us today. Oh, and check out our Patreon for exclusive content and our pasta recipe. Again, thanks, and keep listening.